This week's Watch Out for Fireballs Extra Sode is brought to you by Neon Skies Studio and the webcomic Sela Mort, found at neonskiesstudio.com. Sela what? What? Sela Mort. What? It is what? It is a uh webcomic written what? and drawn by friend of the friend, friend of, written by what? Um uh, written and drawn by friend of the network Dollar Prentice, and is about an embittered ghost named Porter, uh, who encounters death, the character, not death, the thing that happens from drinking too many porters. Um, so. Yep. Jala is a friend of the show, friend of the network, and uh, we'd really, really like you to check out her work, uh, which you can do at neonskiesstudio.com. That is N-E-O-N-S-K-I-E-S. Yes, is important. Studio, S-T-U-D-I-O dot com. My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And you're listening to a Watch Out for Fireballs extrasode. Yes. It is a retro gaming extrasode. <laughs> and this week we are reading your responses to the Resident Evil remake. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've been recording for a while. I'm going to go ahead and just uh, get started. But thanks, guys, for coming out in force. Yeah. Lots of, uh, lots of, uh, lots of responses. Yeah. And we go ahead and start with just a little bit of follow-up here yeah. from Anonymous. <laughs> from way back. From way back. Uh, Anonymous says, I was recently listening to your Resident Evil 2 episode of Watch Out for Fireballs, episode 42, if I recall correctly. And while I understand the conversation is quite dated for you two, there's something I felt the need to respond to in its content. This is concerning the point that was made about traveling through sewers and other equally fetid water, i.e. several military training environments, and the resulting consequences of doing so with open wounds. While sepsis is something of a risk, it is secondary uh, to what fells most people performing this task. The primary risk factor associated with going through sewage-quality water with an open wound is uh, cellulitis. Cellulitis. I could consider that I. Uh, cellulitis, a bacterial infection that takes place initially in the skin and fatty tissue of the human body. After entering through an open wound, a scratch for instance, the infection immediately begins replicating and eating human muscle tissue as part of its cycle. Uh, this includes skin, bone, and muscle. In 12 hours or less, the area swells, becomes sensitive, and is hot to the touch. Every hour afterward, the affected area spreads. In addition, the infection has a high likelihood of entering the bloodstream and becoming something akin to sepsis, eventually causing the person to go into shock and possibly die. At that point, it's a race between a flesh-eating bacteria and a body-function-interrupting body function bacteria to see which kills the person first. The good part is that as long as cellulitis <laughs> is caught within roughly 24 hours of noticeable symptoms, it can be aggressively treated with antibiotics without issue. Trust me, you want this to be the case. Uh, after that time window closes, the next uh, best step is to excise all infected flesh, which can easily include entire limbs. <laughs> as an example, I once witnessed a man lose half of his heel as a result of personal negligence regarding a wound infected with cell- uh, cellulitis. In short, the hero won't die from wading through fetid water with various action-related wounds as long as he seeks proper medical attention afterwards. If not, things get incredibly dicey. <laughs> i love this response hey it's scarier than any tyrant virus because this happens in real life and b like our listeners are really smart dudes and ladies who have like these areas of expertise and when we make a dumb joke they back it up with something even worse than our wildest suppositions yeah i I don't i wasn't joking i was really wondering like what they had to go through but it's funny too when i first started reading this i was like every once in a while someone on twitter will be like oh in this episode you said this mm-hmm. and i don't i don't remember what we say in these things mm-hmm. for the most part like i remember a couple of very specific things but like that you know and you and you know this this was a long time ago like you know we're just we're just throwing this off the hip like i do not remember a lot of the stuff that we say but i'm glad that i remember this because that's still something i think about um so if you want like go back and edit that episode where i say cellulitis instead of <laughs> sepsis the whole time that is the, that is the scary thing for me then <laughs> 
Um, but it could be that that's what happens to Leon is he, he gets on the helicopter at the end and he just, you know, his body starts slawing off. <laughs> Fucking Lisa Trevor style. <sighs> yeah. yeah. Thank you, Anonymous. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah. yeah. That is entertaining and disgusting. <laughs> on to the responses that don't have to do with an episode we released 18 months ago. <laughs> we have Adam who writes in saying... The Resident Evil remake was part of my transformative first year at college. Before then, I was almost completely unfamiliar with horror as a genre, uh, largely because I considered myself a total sissy at the time. However, this changed when a friend forced me to sit down and watch The Thing, which kicked off a bona fide horror marathon that became an obsession. On top of numerous films that I watched, I also played through Silent Hill 2, Resident Evil 4, and the Resident Evil remake. All the games were played with a rotating audience, uh, usually with three to four people watching and reacting together. As an adult, that communal sharing of games is something that I really, really miss. And though I've uh, since lost contact with that group of friends, I really treasure those late nights, having three people shouting at you that you seriously have to go into that room. Aside from that, I found the remake to be a really enjoyable experience. Uh, my first playthrough, I didn't realize I had to burn the bodies, and eventually I had to restart because the mansion was absolutely saturated with crimson heads. Lisa Trevor still stands out to me as one of the best horror antagonists in games, uh, where she was appropriately built up and fleshed out before the climactic encounter. And I will always remember my joy uh, at when a sarcastic comment about how if the game had zombie crows, snakes, and dogs, there should be zombies, turned out to be prophetic, and I couldn't stop laughing as I was stung to death. As a final note, I will never understand why the many, many titles in the franchise, out of the many, many titles in the franchise, Barry has never returned. Barry, you're the real star of the show. Somebody hasn't played Resident Evil Gaiden. I know. It's Barry on a yeah. boat. Yeah, Bar- Barry's on a boat. Yeah, uh, and he's yeah, on the attack. All berries. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I- I'd play Resident Evil. Oops, all berries. The uh, somebody who's better at Photoshop do that. Everything is berries, and it's Barry's uh, voice actor Barry doing zombies. all the sound effects. Yeah, yeah Barry zombies. Barry all the characters are Barry. All, all of like the wall, the wall and floor textures are just Barry's face. <laughs> textures and it's <laughs> yeah. stretched out. Like, the carpet is just his beard. That'd be amazing. I, oh. I, I would so play whoops all berries. All, all the lights are just his eyes glowing. <laughs> yeah, like, that would be fantastic. Yeah, the thing is fantastic too. Good, uh, good call. That's oh, man. you know. Arguably the best horror movie of all time. That's Love super that. good. Yeah. yeah. John Carpenter, man. Um, yeah. yeah the, the whole trilogy is quite great. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, but yeah, like that, that communal horror experience, we had something akin to that in um, in my door, actually, with uh, with Resident Evil 4 and uh, Silent Hill 2. Like that is one of the early experiences that brought uh, me and the level crew together, was uh, hmm. all being in the same dorm room and playing through these games. I was like, yeah, I really like these. Like Ben played through Resident Evil 4 like five times. <laughs> on my memory card he was real into it yeah yeah good game yeah thanks for the response yeah um gordon says by contact gordon had grown up, gordon gordon freeman um i had grown up as a nintendo child so the original playstation release had completely passed me by i was fascinated by what i saw in magazines though as this was long before zombies had been driven back into the dirt I'd also never played a survival horror game and that dark intense angle really caught my attention despite earning enough money uh Cutting, gutting <laughs> crabs to buy. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. I thought that it had Sorry. to be a misprint. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Start that sentence. Enough, 
yeah, despite earning enough money gutting crabs to buy a PS1, I was at the whims of what was stocked at the stores in my small, small Scottish island, and as it was uh, an old game at this point, they never had it in. Flash forward to my 17th birthday, and as the crowning jewel of my present uh, gifts, there was the remake of Resident Evil for the GameCube. I've played this game many, many times, but that first playthrough is one of my best video game experiences ever. That very first uh, zombie sets the tone beautifully, with my bullets having no damn effect in the time it took for it to close the distance and chew off half my face. Uh, this set up one of the mechanics in the game which was revolutionary for me. During that playthrough, areas that would be locked off not by keys, but by lack of resources and abject cowardice. I put real thought into forging paths between item boxes that avoided confronting zombies and made sure to burn everybody I could I could find, becoming Raccoon City's first amateur cremation. <laughs> uh, there was also quite a few rooms in the building, which were definitely I was definitely not going back into. I believe this was driven by the excellent job the game does building its atmosphere. The pre-rendered backgrounds still look good 12 years later and lend themselves perfectly to setting up some fantastic cinematic visuals, such as that near-iconic piece in the uh, snooker room where the spider crawls down behind the door after you walk through it. <laughs> it also meant that you could uh, walk straight into a zombie. I don't think this has ever happened to me, but definitely created a fear of it in me. Like everyone else, I bricked myself. Uh, I bricked myself <laughs> at that glass shard flying out, and also when Yawn dropped down from the ceiling. Jump scares get a lot of flack from being overused in horror, but those two are fantastic as uh, they accentuate the attention that had been carefully crafted. Yeah, I don't have a problem with jump scares, Carrie. Like you, you do, you do, or you don't. I do not. I feel that yeah, they, I, the you know that like a, like a good jump scare is not a bad thing. Right. Yeah, I, I like, don't either. People, like, I, I don't have, we we talked about it like at length in the most recent uh, comrade too, like because we did Five Nights at Freddy's, mm -hmm. which is like a game where the mechanic <laughs> is about avoiding jump scares. Yep. Like you know they're coming. What can you do to stop them? Which is mm -hmm. interesting. Um, but yeah, it doesn't does not bother me as long as it's not all it is. Yeah. Like I don't like like YouTube screamers. Oh no. Or anything like that. Like that's bullshit. Yeah. But I can handle a good a good jump scare. Mm -hmm. Yep. There's something they set up in here uh, that uh, that Gordon says, uh, which is like being blocked off by cowardice mm -hmm. you know that's another thing i love about these horror games which is you know you will just not want to go into a room like you are your progress is stymied by your emotional state right? yeah i would love to see a game that did more with that where because the the only option forward if that's going on in resident evil is just to get over it mm -hmm. i would love to have a game where like it had a little bit more a little less linear pathing mm -hmm. and that could be a thing where like you can make it through these two different ways and one of them is much scarier than the other yeah you know like having kind of full content chunks and people who make games are really loath to do that we've talked about that a lot like you don't make areas for people not to see them but like mm -hmm. that would be a really cool idea for me i think yeah we're like, like well this is scary as shit or i could go do this other thing that's like going to be harder or more unpleasant or yeah. i can just you know uh really kind of mm -hmm. get, get get good and get through this area managing the flow of dread yeah. Yeah. No, that would be pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Tim writes in via contact saying, I remember the first time I played this game, the remake. Uh, it was all my childhood horrors reborn. Emphasis on the re. Um, I watched parts of the original being played by my brother and his friends when I was seven or eight. It was the first game to give me nightmares. In high school, I got I got around to tackling uh, the first three games and became very familiar with them, almost speed running the N64 version of RE2. Uh, I had read an article explaining that the uh, that they changed things to keep the suspense fresh, um, and I didn't put uh, much stock into it. He's referring to the changes from the original to the remake. 
Uh, then when the first crimson head popped up, I nearly shit myself. Uh, it ran at me, uh, which is just not allowed in the RE universe. I paused the game as his claw was about to connect and screamed, zombies don't do that. Uh, this quickly became one of my favorite titles on the GameCube to the point where I ended up buying some extra copies for friends as gifts that they didn't ask for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I always like those games that you buy. Like certain games, if you see them cheap enough, mm-hmm. like you just get for people, yeah, because you're evangelical about them. <laughs> um, for uh, my girlfriend at the time, I bought her a copy of this before I played the remake myself because I didn't have a GameCube until I bought a mm-hmm. Wii. <laughs> um, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, I was like, so she was asking me questions about it, like, oh, how do I get through so and so? I was like, oh, man, I like that. That doesn't sound familiar to me at all. So I bought it for her out of uh, like you know evangelism without realizing how how different it was. So I was giving her yeah. bad advice, and it wasn't until I went over and played it with her. I was like, oh wow, this is this is like much more interesting. Yeah, than it. and Sue is super super different. Yeah, 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 super cool. Mm-hmm. The um yeah, so thanks, um Alicia by contact says. Fellas, <laughs> I hope that you uh, both have had an enjoyable time with Capcom's last, that I can think of, good Resident Evil game. Um, I have very fond memories of this game, though I am missing the nostalgia factor as I never put too much time into Resident Evil 1 prior to playing this version. I had Resident Evil 1 on my DS, but was uh, never compelled to finish it until I picked up a copy of this version. I really enjoyed the updated lighting and weather effects which I thought uh, just brought the mood and atmosphere to a whole new level, as well as the sprinkling in of features from later entries in the series, like the quick turn. That being said, I think uh, maybe my absolute favorite update were the Crimson Heads and Lisa Trevor updates. Uh, All of the features added just make it feel much more tense than the original and really put what used to make Resident Evil great forefront and center. But that's just my opinion. Total bummer that the sales of the remake had an impact on the future style of the series, but at least I can always replay this gym. Yeah. It's always weird to hear that this didn't sell well. Yeah. Like, being a horror game, a mature-rated horror game on a uh, Nintendo platform probably didn't help it. Mm-hmm. But uh, for how well-regarded it is, that just kind of seems like this weird historical injustice. Yeah, I guess, I, I mean... If I had to think about it, like, we can sit back and look at the whole series and just kind of cherry-pick the best thing. Mm-hmm. But I can also imagine people just kind of being sick of... Yeah, fatigued of it. Yeah, yeah, just fatigued of tank control Resident Evils, like, mm-hmm. location, tunnel, you know, location, underground, location, lab, mm-hmm. location, underground, location, lab. Mm-hmm. Like, I can see that. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. thank you. Thank you. And rounding everything out with Brian, who writes in via contact... <clears throat> The original Resident Evil is the game that got the PS1 into my house. Me and my older cousin were good friends uh, with the owner of a local video game store, and he gave my cousin the console game, uh, the console and a game with the promise that if he didn't like it, he could return it free of charge. Being only 10 at the time, I never played it much myself, quitting after the hunters showed up uh, because they terrified me. Years later, when the remake came out, I got it, and I was thrilled to find that despite being older and well-versed in the Resident Evil universe, I read the novels and played uh, every other game that came out, the remake was still able to find new ways to scare me. In fact, I remember vividly that when the first Crimson Head zombie suddenly sprang to life, I jumped so hard I dropped my controller, and it killed me before I could recover it. Uh, The way it changed old scares like the dog corridor, teasing me with the glass merely cracking on a first pass through, uh, on a first pass through before they finally burst through later on, uh, and expand and the expanded portion with the sharks uh, goes to show how a remake uh, should be done. They dialed back the campiness of the original and made it a tr- made a true horror classic. Um, I love this game, and to this day, uh, it is the only way I've managed to beat the first Resident Evil so far. 
cool. Yeah. Yeah. It really does make the original kind of obsolete. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. I, there's, I don't have very much to add to that, but it is, uh, I agree with you on those points. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there's actually one other response we got while we were recording. And oh. the only reason why I want to add it in, um, it's from Facebook, is because it's from uh, Leland, who we met at the Portland Retro Gaming Expo. Oh, hey, Leland. Hey, Leland. Leland's a really um, I've cool dude. met him every year that I've been there. Yeah. And like, uh, this is the first year I've like, remembered his name, which I feel a little bit bad about. But I was just like, I know that guy, but I just yeah. I meet a lot of people at this thing. Mm-hmm. He's a super nice guy, so I want to read his uh, yeah. comment. Um, Leland says... The Resident Evil remake was the second GameCube game I played, the first being Luigi's Mansion. The main thing that really stood out for me was how gorgeous the game looked. After recently popping it into my GameCube, I was pleased to see that Spencer's Mansion held up. I'm not always a stickler when it comes to graphics, but heck, having an adult uh, title and having it look that good was the perfect ammunition to have when my friends would tease me about having a baby console. Yeah, 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 you have Silent Two <laughs> or Silent Hill 2, but check out how graphically impressive Jill's butt is. <laughs> and when I say adult, I mean mature. Uh, working out well with that uh, that statement. <laughs> it's a graphically impressive butt, but she's got those terrible Jim Brewer eyes, and uh, <laughs> they're just terror like like a doll's eyes. <laughs> there's there's no there's no soul behind that. Yeah, no, it's gonna come right no. at you like Jaws. Yeah, 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 like on Neptune. But yeah, thank you, Leland. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Never met a Leland before. Yeah, like, my like my only association with Leland as a name is from Twin Peaks. Yeah, yeah, it's a good name. Yeah, that's a great name. Great name for a great yeah. dude. Yeah, great. This is another episode of great names, great dudes. <laughs> good, uh, <laughs> good attitude on that guy. He, yeah, yeah. Uh, last week we featured Murph Murphy. <laughs> this year, Leland and Radbird. Um, yeah. So, uh, what do we? What can people do if they want to talk about our next games? Uh, well, they can go so. to duckfeed.tv/contact if they have any thoughts on either. I have no mouth and I must scream. Or Morrowind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, yeah. And uh, it's too late to give us you know responses on Street Fighter 2. Mm-hmm. But that episode is going to be sprinkled in there, so look forward to that. Yeah. Uh, we've been recording for a very long time, so you know all the things to do. Uh, thank you again to uh, NeonSkyStudio.com mm-hmm. and the comic Sailor Moore for yeah. sponsoring this episode. Go there and um, read about Porter's Adventures with Death and also the uh, short-form blog horror experience known as Aplasia. Yeah, absolutely. is is worth your time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then uh, also look forward to a deck stream. It's going to be November 21st and 22nd. Mm-hmm. And go to duffy.e forward slash deck stream for details. Yeah, find out how you can support a good cause. Mm-hmm. And watch some goofs and games. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about zombies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Yeah. So that, that <laughs> I thought I was going to have one kind of day and it turned out to be another kind of day. So Yeah. A lot of a lot of conversations. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, bad day. Yeah. yeah, that sucks. Bad day looking forward to weekend. Yeah. How about you? I'm fine. Um mm-hmm. I haven't done anything today. I'm doing laundry. Uh, playing Wasteland 2. Nice. How is that? Uh, oh, it's great. Mm-hmm. It's uh, just an old Fallout. Like, it's remarkably faithful to, like, a 2D Fallout. Nice. Yeah. It's really good. It has a good sense of humor. Um, <clears throat> when you try to hand somebody something and they're too far away, it says they're too far away and the options are uh, okay and shit. <laughs> and they, they both do the same thing. There's just two options there. Shit. <laughs> is there is there any reason not to hit the shit button? Nope. Not that not that I could see. You can get a there's a, a museum early on in your base that they're holding a 
a nuclear bomb and you can set it off and get a non-standard game over like really and immediately with like credits and dramatic music and stuff yeah it's funny um yeah it's good yeah um i'm gonna i'm gonna be interested to hear how you and nick treat that because this is the longest game you've done for the show yeah right? it's gonna probably just be like i'm you know super super compressed waff like yeah these are you know these are these are the high points these are the cool things it does. These are mm-hmm. the things we like to see it improve. Yeah. Um, the uh, yeah, and then um, what else is in, in the old gaming news? Oh, um, so Dark Souls Two Fourth DLC, kind of, yeah. Um, Vadi was hinting at it, like or thought it was going to happen for a while. And if you play Ivory King, like it doesn't closure very well. Right. And then somebody found on Steam, there's like some Steam log about a fourth one, from from hmm. Steam log thing. So that's likely. Yeah, um, which actually works out because we have you know exactly like a little bit of time we're gonna kill. Yeah, so I feel like we can adjust around that for sure. Um, and it, and if once you finish Ivory King, like I, I will be happy to have something to tie it together because it it doesn't answer everything. Yeah. Um. So that's a thing. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking. Yeah, gaming news today has been nothing but eight players in Smash Brothers. Yeah, I don't. I don't yeah. care. <laughs> um, those games are fun. I don't. Someday I'll play it. Yeah. Um, this Lords of the Fallen game looks really good. Have you seen anything about that? Yeah, that's on my list. That, that that's yeah. going to be what I'm watching for this uh, this holiday. Yeah, that looks really cool. ENB did like a really long kind of breakdown of it, mm-hmm. and it sounds like it would be a nice, you know, a nice band aid. Yeah. Like it's it's nice to have some people stealing some stuff from uh, from Dark Souls. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm I'm excited and interested in that, and all of the coverage I've seen of it looks heartening. And yeah. uh, like that is a possibility for like if it is a direct, if if this is the 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 next biggest tri- AAA game that takes from that like rifts from it, that might be a, some kind of uh, a filler candidate. Yeah, if, like if, a post, if there's something post Bloodborne pre Dark Souls three. Yes. Yeah. If if I, that if that ends up being the case. Yeah, I like, agree. Exploring um, exploring legacy as long as it ends up not being a wet fart, you know. Yeah. 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 It doesn't it doesn't look like it, it looks cool. Like mm-hmm. it is different, but it looks cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, like I'm, I'm, you know, it's good. It's a good time to be a gamer, except for all the ways it's not. <laughs> yeah, I know, um, right? Yeah. yeah Did just... you see any? I got, I got into a big fight with a guy last night on Twitter. No, Did you see any I, of that? I don't pay attention. No, that's <laughs> funny. Well, you got, you got tagged in one of the the responses, so I wanted to see. It I saw something. About, I, I saw that about Pokemon, but the guy who I was arguing with had a Pokemon icon. And okay. uh, someone was like, "Do you guys remember on Bonfire Side Chat when you guys were both excited about how when Pokemon?" <laughs> followed you or when pikachu followed you <laughs> yeah it's not this guy i actually muted him so i can't see his stuff i'm not gonna unmute it uh-huh. but the the best part of it so he's like just going on and um he's mad about uh you know everything and uh he says um he was like god what was it um yeah and that's when when he looks at looks at you and he he takes you stupid hipsters and pushes them in the mud or something like that. And at this point, like, I, I started off, like, trying to talk to him like a person. And then, yeah, yeah. you know, I was just making fun of him. And I was like, who's he in this, Dad? And uh, and he's like, no, it's your God standing over you. <laughs> I was like, whoa, <laughs> what are you talking about, you fucking weirdo rando? Is this noobs uh, on the march? Yeah. It, it, no, no, that guy's a good guy. Okay. The, yeah. Uh, this is. <laughs> but um, his arguments are pretty far-fetched, if you ask me. Yeah. Yeah. That, guy, yeah. that guy's funny. Yeah. Um, this is Ben something. To Ben uh, Tokyo TV or something like that. Yeah. 
Um, I don't know if they if he still shows up because eventually I was just like, I can't. I don't want to keep arguing with you, even though I did argue with him for like way longer than is yeah. useful. But it's so it's so dumb. He just kept. He's just like uh, Brian Wade posted a picture, or Brian Wade jumped in, mm-hmm. and then he's like. Um, Oh, it's another one of these fucking hipsters. And I was like, yep, Brian Wade, hipster. And he's like, yeah, with those thick rain glasses selfie. And I was just like, what are you talking about? I was like, you're probably a beard too. What? What are you, what are like, you mad at? Yeah. Like, of all the asinine things. Like, yeah, I did say it was, it was really confusing. Yeah. I, like, hipster. I've never, I mean, it's, we, it's we, really we, weird. We've, been, we've been called hipster, but that's so meaningless. Yeah. As it, to doesn't, like, it doesn't make sense. Like, it's not, I mean, you could argue that them calling us hipsters is like us calling them fedora lords. Sure. But like the, well, there's the idea was like I think that the meaning was he was talking about um like gaming uh, uh I I like intelligentsia people. Like people who treat games as art who want to like think about it more critically. <laughs> yeah. I, I hate to I don't want to refer to myself as intelligentsia, but like yeah, but, but, I think that's but what he meant. And he was and he was yeah. lumping me in with, you know, this kind of stuff. And then near the end he's like super crazy and he's like, Yeah, you know, people get really annoyed at that shit. Um, you know, women especially. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> like it, you know, and then he's just like, you should get out. Like get out of it. Like and he didn't like games. He kept saying how he's not a gamer. I think he's just a, a misogynist. Mm-hmm. Who got tracked? And then at some point, uh, somebody who uh, is a you know friend of mine on Twitter um, is just like Gamergate. You know, do you see how like you're you know attracting people who are not gamers but are just misogynists? You know, <laughs> and uh, some Gamergate jumped in and it was like, how is that a bad thing? And it was mm-hmm. just like a real like head slapping. You know, <laughs> I'm a proud racist. I yeah, believe exactly. in human biodiversity. It was, and it was it was in response to that uh, Final Fantasy VII. Actually, it's about games journalism thing with Sephiroth. Oh yeah, and he thought he <laughs> thought I was calling Final Fantasy VII misogynist. <laughs> like it's like I, I feel like some of these people they just have these terms floating around in their head, but they don't understand what the words mean or what connects them. Yeah, to each other because that's not that's not the point of that comic. No, you know, <laughs> like, the, uh, it's just it's just goofy. Yeah. Like there's barely any well, point to it except it's, it's just well, a woman dies and then like it's about gamers and journalism. Exactly, dude, like it's, it's a guy doing yeah. you know doing violence to a woman and then saying actually it's not about that. It's about yeah. you know mm-hmm. this. So and 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 all the normal like people are doxing themselves. Yeah, stuff like yeah. who stands to benefit. Like he was just like a lot of like real classic rhetoric, but it was super insulting. It was the first time I've gotten into it with a gamergate guy and like. Got tons of personal insults about it, hmm. um, but it was fine. Yeah, but yeah. It's just it's just like interesting. I was like, what you know? What is this thinking? Who is this yeah. guy? No, I, I mean, I really think that the the the, the standard, uh, for lack of a better word, conservative or reactionary or uh, God forbid, fascist kind of reasoning apl- applies, where you are accusing and treating everybody else uh, the way that you are treated. Right. Or yeah. like the way you consider it. So uh, obviously they're doxing because, you know, we dox them or obviously they're attacking because we attack them like they're just their 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 self-centered worldview only allows for another world where people play by their same tactics. Right. Yeah. 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 Pretty gross. Like, is you know, pretty, pretty dumb, dumb. Yeah. But it was funny. Like I was, you know, in this tour war and then Brian uh steam messaged me and he's like what the fuck's going on <laughs> it's just like i don't know <laughs> and we had this like little side conversation about this real bonkers uh gamergate guy just making no sense yeah calling us beards <laughs> beards like fucking beards <laughs> and it's just like that's not what that means no yeah, that, that means uh, you know that means that, that's like if i was married to a gay woman yeah and was pretending to be her husband 
<laughs> so no one would know she was a lesbian. Yeah. Like a Bill Clinton situation. <laughs> or like a, uh, Teddy, uh, what is it? Franklin Ro- Roosevelt. Yeah. That kind of situation. Like Franklin Roosevelt was a beard for Eleanor Roosevelt. <laughs> Most of the presidents are in fact beards. Yeah. Lots of, you know, lots of, lots of beards. Like that, that would be a beard. Like not yeah. just somebody who has a beard. You don't just refer to him as a beard. <laughs> you, you presidents out there trying to defend women. You feminist yeah, I, presidents. I, I, you know, it was just, it was real crazy. Like it was, yeah. it was kind of a fun one thing. I wish I could still see it without like unmuting the dude. But mm-hmm. yeah, no, I, I'm looking, I'm looking at my tweet bot and it is not, uh, I'm not pulling it up. So yeah, I don't see it. <sighs> yeah. And I, I don't know how exactly. I just said, like you said, you will not see at replies mm-hmm. from this person. So that might just get yeah. rid of them. But yeah, that's uh probably wise like this this is going this is going to come across as a criticism um i don't know how you do that (laughs) like yeah it's like that it's like it it, i don't know if you're you have just more fortitude than i do but i just i just can't i can't engage right yeah well i mean you know he i was just posting goofy things and he jumped on me you know and i just i was like well you know, if you're going to ask a question, I'll answer it. And yeah. then, like, it just kind of escalates just, from it's there. It's slowly turned into crazy over the yeah, course of like the Yeah, like, it, it yeah. You know, starts off like a like a conversation, which, like, you know, I'm not above talking to anybody, like, right. even if they're wrong idiots. Like, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, you know, if they're, if they're wrong idiots and they approach you in good faith with a discussion, then yeah. But, yeah, totally. Yeah. Like, what? who am I to, like, say no to, like, you know, no, I won't deign to speak to you. Yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, but the... Uh, yeah, and then it just kind of escalates, and you get kind of invested. And then, like, it was fun for a little bit because he was so crazy, and it was fun making fun of him without him really knowing, like, that he was being made fun of. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hmm. Just a little bit. I will talk a little bit. Yeah, you, you sound crisp. Cool. And, you sound uh, tight. Yeah, tight. Just, 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 yeah. just you know, like, a, like, like, like a night after drinking some gin, you're tight. Yeah, you sound tight. It's tight. All right. Yeah. Gin and tight. Yeah. Uh, t- All right. Okay. <laughs> Tanqueray, tonic, tight. T and T and When you were Tanqueray. Okay. So here's tits, tool assisted speed runs, Tanqueray. Triple three T night. Yes. Triple triple threat. Yep. Let's just add. Okay. We're up to five T's. Yeah, <laughs> it's a five T kind of evening, Gary. Yeah, it's a three T screw. <laughs> yeah, when you were uh, when when you were in like uh, middle school, high school, or whatever, was there uh, was there a uh, let's say a time period or a fad where people use the word tight to describe something as being like cool or great or of high quality? Like, oh, did you check out the sweet kickflip I did? Yes, it was totally tight. I feel like that's that's still an adjective now. Yeah. Like I, I I don't know. Like I, there wasn't really a big huge period, but yeah, I I I, I, I encounter it, but nowhere near as much as the frequency as I you know as I did when people were like doing tricks on their soaps shoes in middle school. Yeah. Off of railroad yep. ties, like oh yep. that double fuck me was super tight, dog. Yep. Which are yep. they just referring to stuff as like that's that's like a pussy? It's tight. I don't understand. Um, uh... <laughs> No, I, I think it just means, uh, you know, with without it's just well done. Like okay. the way you might say, like a plot is tight. Okay, okay. So like yeah. just, it's it's real snug. It's got a like there's no, there's no there's no wiggle room here. Yeah. Every every piece yeah. of it's necessary. It's tight. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because if they're referring to pussy, it'd be the opposite. 
Like you, you need a, you need a roomie. You need roomie, <laughs> roomie pee. So you can do tricks up in there. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We need a roomie pee. Um, let's get this fucking swizzle stick. It's action. <laughs> like a duck dick. <laughs> yep. Okay. Cool. <laughs> yep. Like a, like an old fashioned cocktail. <laughs> All with lemons and powdered sugar. Yep. 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 <laughs> Just you know, a one bedroom studio pussy. Yeah. Exactly. <sighs> The trick is you press the mint in with your thumb. <laughs> um. I, I, I just uh, just tonight when I was eating dinner, I, I saw the uh, the second Gilbert episode. Oh, oh yeah. no, I still have my Austin face on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it was I believe it was Venetius who said nothing human disgusts me. <laughs> yeah, such a good character. He is great. Was funny. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> Okay. Pre- All right. Let's let's do it. I am I am ready. Let's pre-roll it up. <laughs> <laughs>